Hi, guys. Um, so, towards the end of the podcast, we start discussing Westworld, and there's a huge spoiler. Um, so, skip over. Skip after we do the ratings. We don't talk about Buffy anymore. We're good. After the ratings. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, so you can just turn it off after you just turn it off if you, if you haven't seen Westworld and you want to. Also, we'd recommend Westworld. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, see ya. Hi, everybody. Welcome, Hello. guys, gals, and non-gender conforming pals. Welcome I like that. to Buffy Speak. My friend Ignacio said that to me the other day, and I was, I think he got it from somebody else, though. He's a bastard about sealing stuff. That's pretty clever. Not crediting them. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he, he like, busted <laughs> the door down and was like, what's up, guys, gals, and non-gender conforming pals? And I was like, I'm going to use that as the next podcast opener. Yeah. Um, so here we are. Now, now everybody's caught up. Happy so, 2017. Happy 2017, The hell year everybody. is over. The evil yeah. has been defeated, only not really, because we've got four more years of a disaster presidency. Exactly. And also, like, maybe this is just, I'm, sometimes I get in, like, these cynical moods, and maybe this is part of it, but I'm like, years are a man-made concept. Yeah. Like, there's no reason that anything should suddenly be good just because <laughs> 2016 is over. So I'm still like, everything is bad, but who knows? Um, I need I need some optimism. I'm holding out hope because the year started with um, the Great Pigment Wars of oh, 2017. Yeah. I'm, I'm really into that. I'm really yeah, into me following too. all that. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, there's an artist named... Simple is his last name? Simple, yeah. Simple. And he invented... Did he invent Vantablack? No, that Anish Kapoor or something invented Vantablack. And he said that no artist can use it. And Stuart Simple was like, screw you. And he created the world's most... The world's brightest pink pigment. Yeah. And and was like everybody can use this, but Anish Kapoor, yeah, who invented the Vantablack, <laughs> and, and you have to sign a contract when you buy it, yeah, saying that you're not gonna give it to Anish Kapoor. Somebody <laughs> broke their contract and gave it to Anish Kapoor, and then Anish Kapoor was like, "Fuck you guys, I'm gonna keep making pigments." And then somebody else, is it simple that made the new? He made the of new black? black, but the thing okay. is, the kind of black that. Anish Kapoor made is not a pigment. It would just be useful to use in art. In art, but it's fabric. Simple, isn't it? yes. Simple made a very incredibly black pigment, which you can actually which use you can use for in paint art. And anyway, I yeah. am fascinated by me all too, this. dude. I've been following it like, too. It's been insane. It's been insane. I love First off, like the fact that they're that they're even making new pigments blows my mind. Yeah. I did not know that that was somebody's job. And I love um, that I love that he Stuart Semple was like art doesn't like you don't you don't own colors. Yeah. Like, you can't own any part of art. Yeah. I totally agree. We're I love super it. interested in it. Um so we watched Buffy. we watched episode what did we watch? What's it episode called? 4 of season 3. Oh, Beauty and of the Buffy. Beasts. Oh, Beauty and the Beasts. This episode was kind of a lot. There was a lot happening. There was a lot a, happening. 
All right, let's start with the given Buffy Angel subplot, which is not that bad. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't. So, so we watched the episode yesterday, and we're recording today. And I was thinking about the episode like over the course of these hours, and I was like, why was I not annoyed by Angel this episode? And I realized that he has two lines at the very end of the episode, <laughs> both of which are Buffy. The, that's it. And so I was like, that's why I wasn't right annoyed on. by them this episode. But. So they have this thing going on where, like, Angel has come back from wherever the hell. And, mm-hmm. well, hell. He's in hell. Probably he? just hell. So, yeah. Um, so he's come back, and he's, like, this monster, basically, because he's endured hundreds of years of torture. Because remember, like, in a few... and It was an Anne when they get trapped in, like, the underground, mm-hmm. and everybody's like... One human day lasts a hundred years here and stuff like that. So Angel's been down there where time moves really quickly and he's just been tortured this whole time. So all he does is like growl and pull on stuff. Like that's it. Um, So he's doing that. Uh, Willow and Oz are dealing with this thing because there's this... um, People are getting murdered in the woods and Oz is a werewolf and yes. it happens to be during the full moon when it ha- it doesn't end- it's not Oz it's not Oz but mm-hmm. we think it is um so they're dealing with that and it they Oz was so sweet this episode I love they both him. were I I'm obsessed with him he's so sweet he's my yeah. favorite character he's my favorite character he's great right now hands down it's him Giles then Willow and Buffy tied. Mm-hmm. Then Xander and Cordelia tied. Giles was tied. pretty good in this well, episode too. Yeah, he was sweet too. He was okay. Nobody hold me to that ranking I just said on recording. Mm. That's the problem with having a podcast that down. people can just throw it back in your face. Yeah, but yeah, okay. So that's what Willow and Oz are dealing with. Buffy is dealing with Angel and also simultaneously is like trying to solve these murders. And, oh, and she's dating Scott, who is adorable. He's so sweet. Scott is adorable. But it's obvious that that's not going to happen because... I know. Uh, I know. I'm so furious. Because Scott is, like, he's, like, with Buffy. Like, he he sees that, like, somebody even calls out. Somebody's like, check out Scott liking the manic depressive girl. Which, first off, is a very neurotypical thing to say. But also... Um, like, if we're just taking it, like, Buffy is acting weird, mm-hmm. and Scott's just like, oh, she's not feeling well. Like, Scott's, like, not judging at all. He, like, he likes Buffy. He likes her and all her burdens and every. Well, I mean, I guess he doesn't know what they are, so I guess... Not yet. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Not if, yet? No, I don't know. Okay, so that, I oh, realized okay. what that sounded like. I have no idea if he finds out or not that she's a slayer. I just want to lay that out. Did you I forget? Saying, I was just saying, if they if they were dating for a while, I'm sure it would come to light. Yeah, for sure. But she's, as it uh, stands, Angel is back in the picture. So yeah, and Buffy makes poor choices. So mm-hmm. we're gonna watch her get back together with Angel instead of staying with Scott mm-hmm. and letting Angel move to L. A. to start a private Detective eye business. Agency. Is that what he does? Yeah. Um. So she's dealing with that. And then Scott's friends, Pete and Debbie, are, hmm, weird, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) 
Um, so the, they're like acting weird and the being weird. Thing weird. Is, like, so like, <clears throat> sorry guys, I'm recovering from an illness. Um, so the weird thing is like, it's revealed that Pete is the bad guy because he's basically, um, he made up like basically he took roids to uh, uh, be more masculine so that Debbie, his girlfriend, won't leave him. And you find that out, like, towards the middle or the end of the episode. Uh-huh. Um, but the weird thing is, there's, like, two or three scenes with them before, and they're both really chill. Which, yeah. like, I guess is, like, I mean, like, I guess that's kind of to show you, you really don't ever know, like, right. when somebody's in a harmful situation, based on yeah, how they you act don't around know, other you people. You don't know what's happening behind closed doors, basically. Um, Joss Whedon really hates toxic masculinity. Yeah, he, he me re- too. He really hates it. That is a common theme in his work. Example it's very it. indicative of his belief yeah. that toxic masculinity kills. Yeah, and it's totally true because, like, uh, I almost called him Scott. So Pete, who's the bad guy, he's committing these murders. He's killing people that uh Debbie is close to yeah, I guess have has just um, like interacted with in general yeah right yeah so oh he kills the therapist too that was another he thing. kills who the yeah yeah <laughs> Mr. Mosby um so the actor who plays Mr. Mosby Phil Lewis is in this episode and he plays the school counselor yeah and that was another subplot that Buffy was dealing with underserved I would have killed it's to see him embarrassing like, he's he was a cool character. He was yeah. a really cool character. And Buffy, like, trusted him, and that just, like, would have been, you know, another positive influence in her life. Yeah. Um, that, like, I mean, regardless of whether or not he knows that she's... It might be good, even if, like, hypothetically he didn't die and she kept seeing him, if she didn't tell him that she was a slayer. Mm-hmm. But then I guess she couldn't really talk to him about the things that she needed to talk about anyway. Right. So maybe that wouldn't work. I was saying, like, in theory, it'd be awesome if she had somebody that she could talk to that didn't know that she was a slayer, that she could, like, work through all these things. Because then it would just be, like, a chance to step out of that life, you know? Right. But that's not what's going to happen, so. It would kind of be like on The Sopranos where Tony, he, because he, Tony, like, this show starts when he goes to therapy, and, like, he he's in the mob, but he can't uh-huh. say that he's in the mob. So he's, right. so he'll be, like, in my line of work. Yeah. And the therapist will be like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> wonder what Tony Soprano does. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. I need to watch that show. I watched the first I episode really- in class. It was very good. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, a game changer for television. It's kind of lame that I haven't seen it. Um, so, Pete. So, Pete is killing people that interact with Debbie, and Mm -hmm. he drinks this glowing potion to, Yeah, in a mason jar. Yeah, so he's, like, making this radioactive goop, and then he drinks it, and then his face gets all weird. Yeah. And then he's really angry. (laughs) And that's his process, or whatever. And, um... Yeah, so he's, like, there's, like, I don't know. So they're dealing with that, and then at the same time, like, Buffy's dealing with Angel. Mm -hmm. And I really doubt that Joss Whedon is calling, like, calling a parallel between those two. 
Yeah, I don't think right? he is. Am I just am I just being like, well, I hate Angel, so I'm gonna. I think that's where I that want. is. That's where that's okay, coming fine, from. Fine, fine. Oh, there's an ant. That's kind of gross. There's an ant on my bed. Mm. I squished it. It's too cold. Um, I haven't seen ants in months. What? It's cold here. That's why I'm seeing ants because they're they hate oh, the cold. They're coming so they come inside. inside. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It snowed. It snowed in Texas. In Texas. It's a big deal, but, um, yeah, so all this is happening, uh, and then, uh, there was this one moment that I really loved between Giles and Buffy. Oh, Faith is in this episode, too. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um. She has a very small role. She's just Yeah, I'm there. happy that she's sticking around, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so, whenever Buffy is, she's, like, guarding Oz, because Oz, like, locks himself up in a cage in the library whenever he turns into a werewolf, mm-hmm. and, um, so she's guarding Oz, and then while she's guarding him, she's doing research on Akathla and, like, what could have possibly brought Angel back, and, like, what did Angel experience while he was down in, like, the realm of Akathla or whatever, mm-hmm. um, so she's doing all this research, and she falls asleep, and she wakes up to Giles, and they were just, like, hey, what are you doing? And they were just, like, being really sweet to each other, and it was just a really nice moment, because all the time, it's always, like, Buffy, you're supposed to be doing this, and then Buffy being like, I don't want to do this, let me mm-hmm. do this instead, and, like, that's what it always, always is. So it was cool to just see them being like, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Do you know what moment I'm talking about yeah. in the episode? No, yeah, I actually rewinded like, it and watched it, because it was so cute. She was like, um, she was like, I... I had dreams about Angel and coming back, and he was like, and she was asking him, like, if he came back, what would it be like? And he'd be like, well, he'd be a monster. Like, he wouldn't yeah. be, he wouldn't have retained any sense of self. And he's like, I understand. After Jenny died, I had a bunch of dreams. About, and it was just, yeah. like, it was a very sweet, like, he was. They were just relating to each other. Yeah, because like, they've gone through really similar situations. Yeah, and because I mean, couldn't I'm sure Giles feels blame towards Angel. Jenny or blame for Jenny. Whatever. I'm sure. I'm sure he feels guilty for her death mm-hmm. because it's kind of like. I mean, since he's the watcher, he's supposed to like know what's hap- know what's going to happen before it does and so like he doesn't prevent the you know angel losing well well hold on it's jenny's family's fault that angel yeah and it's that's got what i was going to say like, or lost his soul again so why would giles feel guilty about it i'm sure it's just one of those things you can't control like it's yeah. just one of those things like you think like oh if I had been there but there's nothing you could have done you know yeah so I'm sure it's yeah, just one of those what, things. That's what Giles <clears throat> says whenever he's talking to Buffy in that scene that we're talking about. He's like he's like I dream like that I save her that I was there and things like that. So you can tell he does feel guilty, but I don't understand why because it was because like it's not like Jenny was you know. Somebody like Willow, who, like, definitely would not have ever gotten involved in this if she hadn't met Buffy, you mm-hmm. know? So, like, Jenny was already involved when she got there to right. Sunnydale, so, I don't know. I miss Jenny. I know, she was really cool. She was cool. Lame. Um, Sucks. What else did you want to talk about in this episode? Um, we did the general overview. Yes, um... 
I I just have a couple of notes. This this episode was fine. Like, I thought it was good. Yeah. Um. I yeah. Like, I definitely like it better than the last two. Me too. The last two have been. It seemed kind rough. of normal. Like everything yeah. seemed kind of normalized in this episode. Yeah. Because like it really was like the characters really were really strange in the last yeah. two episodes. The like, past the, couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked a lot about how everything just, like, fell out of character and stuff. Yeah. And this one was a lot more chill, I guess. Like, Buffy and Giles weren't fighting. Like, nobody was fighting. That was the thing, is that, like, everybody has been, like, at each other's throats. Yeah. And, like, not really appreciating each other. And it's kind of, like, they're a team, you know? They're the Scooby gang. And they just, like, haven't really been acting like mm-hmm. it. Um, but this episode they did. Yeah, it was just nice to see, like... It was kind of nice to have, like, a monster of the week where they could all, mm-hmm. like, all kind of focus. I liked that we kind of saw another side of Oz. Um, so when it's suggested that it might be Oz, mm-hmm. um, there, you know, like like she said, like, people are going to come, like, people are staying overnight to make sure he doesn't get out. And one night, Faith was going to be there. And mm-hmm. and he goes, oh, set like so a Slayer's watching over me. Good to know we're not overreacting. And yeah, it was nice to kind of see because like he's a generally like a jovial person. Yeah, which, he's always he's always making jokes, which is like obviously it's a defense mechanism. Um, I think any, I mean, like he he doesn't really ever have any like too much to worry about. But I'm sure his life is like I mean, like being a werewolf can't be great. So no, I'm sure he no just way. like I'm sure he just like he just relies on jokes. So it was nice to see like even if he was being a little sarcastic, it was nice to see kind of like a bite. Yeah, no pun intended. Um. <laughs> I totally agree. And like um like the the dynamic between Willow and Oz and how they're handling this, mm-hmm. I'm really really enjoying. I think Willow is handling it so well because mm-hmm. i'm i'm thinking of like how other like just the comparison to how other people are reacting to it other people are like where's oz it's sundown and willow's like hey um and then oz is like is it sundown and she's just like cooler yeah. about it you know whereas like everybody else is like we're doing this for your own good and mm-hmm. willow actually is i think um yeah, she's just been so sweet. Another moment that I really liked uh, is an Oz moment. And <laughs> it's whenever... Um, so, like, we the first time that we see that Pete's the bad guy and we see, like, what he turns into, he, like, he, he beats Debbie up. He beats yeah. Debbie. And she has this gnarly black eye. Oh, and, I love this moment. Yeah. And, um, and earlier in the episode, she was talking about this test that she was having a hard time with, and Oz, who is a repeating senior, was like, oh, I took that class, I have all the notes for it, you can have them. And then they're, so, Debbie has the black eye, but she's meeting up with Oz to get those notes from him. Mm -hmm. And Oz sees the black eye, and he's just like, hey, uh, what happened to your face? And she, like, is like, oh, I fell down and hit my eye. Or, and he goes, oh, and hit your eye? Yeah. And she's like, a doorknob. I'm such a klutz or whatever. And he's just like, hey, uh, if you ever want to talk. And then he just, like, leaves it at that. And I thought that was, it's just, it's also just, like, 
Oz seems to have good chemistry with everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Debbie's this, you know, nobody. And, like, she, I doubt we're going to see her again, right? Probably not. Yeah. So, um, so she's just, like, this in-and-out character that he, like, connects with. And I just, you know, we see him, we see him interact with Faith, who's brand new. We see him interact with Giles and all these He's people. He's a very charismatic person. Yeah, and he just, like, he meshes well, and, like, all the dialogue scenes that he's in, I like. Because it's just, like, it's, like, argue, 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 Oz. Argue, 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 Oz. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's just, I love the rhythm when he's there. I think he brings so much to the show. I'm obsessed with him. And I'm obsessed. I, and I'm, this is why I adore Seth Green. I yeah. adore him. And I think he's, he, I think Oz could be, like, this really boring character. Totally. But he has such, like, he gives him such, like, this is, he's just got a really good heart. Like, yeah. the character has such a good heart, and it's really he's, fun to watch. He also seems like a real person, which I think might have been my issues, like, with early Xander. Mm-hmm. Xander was just punchlines. Right. There was no, there was no sort of, and most of the time the punchlines were, like, at somebody else's expense mm-hmm. or like not even that funny or helpful or anything and so like there's just something about Oz and I do think it's because we meet him and he's in a band which is cool yeah. and then like um and then you know he gets turned into a werewolf so like it's just she, he's had these other things happen to him and now I like Xander and I really do think that it's because like I mean, I didn't used to think this. I'm realizing this right now as we're recording. But, like, I think it's because, like, other things have happened to him now. Like, you know, he had the Cordelia stint. Um, He had, like, he's actually a member of the team now, where before Uh I felt like he was kind of dead weight. Um, But, you know, now he, like, goes undercover and is like, I'm in charge of this, whereas normally it's like, Xander, you stay here and pretend to research, you know? Uh But, yeah, Oz Oz is a beautiful character. I don't know. I don't know why I like him so much. He's just Probably. he's just good. Like he's just a very sweet kind of guy. Like when you date, like Willow deserves a guy like Oz for her first boyfriend. Totally, totally. Um, Maybe that's another reason I like him so much because I love Willow so much. And you know, we've seen her get hurt a couple times, like with the robot that she falls in love with and stuff. Yeah, I'm jacked in. Um, <laughs> jacked but what was that dude's name? Malcolm. Malcolm. Yeah. So so we've seen her get hurt before, so now it's really nice, like, seeing her with Oz and just seeing how sweet they are together. I think also I like Oz so much because, like, my ideal boyfriend would be somebody super chill, like, with a really relaxed sense of humor who's in a band. And, like, that's, that's it. Yeah. Like, those are the top three, the top three requirements One of um, for a significant other. There's an episode coming up. I think it's in season three, but, um, where Oz, they're talking about, like, a battle plan for some demon or whatever, and Uh Cordelia goes, I don't think we could come up with a crazier plan, and Oz goes, we attack him with hummus, and, (laughs) and Cordelia's like, I stand corrected, and he's like, just trying to keep things in perspective. Yeah. Like, that's why I love him so much. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, there is no reason that Oz and Cordelia would interact in any other situation. But even though they are, it, like, they are interacting, and it's it's good. Yeah. He's just he's just a great character. I think, I guess it's just because he's really flexible. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking too much into it. No, he's maybe great. They, I love maybe him. Maybe the writers were just like, let's make a sweet, cool boyfriend for Willow. And it's nice, yeah, it's nice that, um, I wish, um, Cordelia got the same kind of treatment that Oz does. I totally agree. Um. I totally agree. At the end of this episode, I was like, where the hell has Cordelia been? She, yeah, and that's kind of, she, she comes, so they're, at the end of the episode, they're, they're all talking about, like, cause Pete dies, obviously. Yeah. This school, this school needs to be shut down. We say it all the time, but a guidance counselor and, like, three students die during this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like. In one episode. Like, it's not okay. Um, but, uh. They're talking about the desk. Yes. And, um, Cordelia comes and, um, Xander's, like, explaining to her what happened. And she goes, where have I been? And I'm, like, saying, girl. I know, where that's have when you I been? realized it too. I was like, honestly, where? She was at the morgue for like a few seconds. Yeah. Lame. More Cordelia. I know. I wish she got, I mean, because like, yeah, it's cool that Oz is a werewolf, but like, Cordelia, we know nothing about her. We know absolutely nothing she's about rich, her. Like, and yep. She's rich, and she's dating Xander. Yeah, and she's got a car. Yeah, that says Queen C. Yeah. On the tag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's really not a whole lot to her. Because the thing is, is that, I mean, so if I met the Slayer, like if I'm like friends with the Slayer, if I'm dating the Slayer's best friend and I'm like in the crew now, at least like I'm in the know. Oh. Sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> but uh, so like if I knew that all this supernatural stuff was real, I would shit my pants yeah. trying to learn more about it. Like, I would be, I would get so in-depth being like, what can I do? Can I be a witch? Oh my god, is this actually real? And like, I would, you know, like Willow does. Mm-hmm. That's that's realistic. And just the fact that Cordelia is kind of like, yeah, we kill vampires, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. it's just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just wish she could get a little more. And I'm not saying that, like, she'd have to sacrifice her, you know, how she's, like, really feminine or, like... She's honestly pretty bitchy sometimes, and so, like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying she'd have to sacrifice any of that, but I'm just, like, she doesn't really offer anything to the group, you know? Right. So, and especially at this point, like, in earlier seasons when we were so obsessed with her, like, she wasn't even in on it, and, but now it's like, you're in on it, and you're not helping. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I just feel like she hasn't gotten a lot of attention, or a yeah. lot of growth, you know what I mean? You wish- I feel like she's- yeah. She's pretty much the same Cordelia that she was in season one. That's true. I mean, it's yeah. nice that, like, I think her growth, um, from, uh, the writer's standpoint, ooh, sorry, comes from dating Xander, because, like, this guy is, like, every, the opposite of everything, except for he's really handsome, so, like, whatever, yeah, but, um, this guy's, like, the opposite of everything she's ever wanted, and, like, she still likes him a lot, um... So I guess that's yeah, where they, we, they think her growth is, and it is neat to see that, but at the same time, it's like, what about her? Yeah, and they also handled that in one episode. Like, it was one episode where she, like, breaks up with him and is like, I'm not gonna date him, he's embarrassing. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, she, like, talks to her friends and is like, fuck you guys, I'm gonna date him. Yeah. End of discussion. You know, and that's like, it takes, it probably took, like, 20 minutes total to tell that story Mm -hmm. and it's just 
compared to how much attention everybody else is getting. And I do think it's because she's female, and I do think it's because she's a feminine character. Yeah. Yeah. There is, so, um... TBH. She gets treated really badly in, um, eventually in Angel. No. She, that um... sucks. Do you mind if I spoil it? No, go for it. Okay. So, Charisma Carpenter got pregnant, um, while she was working on Angel, and Joss Whedon fired her. What? Fired her for being pregnant. Um, not, that's not, there's a whole Comic-Con panel where she talks about it, um, and then he's like, just kidding, come back. And she comes back, and he kills her character. What? Yeah. The hell. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's what happens to Cordelia and Angel, eventually. That blows. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. And the way... How can you... How can you fire somebody for getting... Like, I totally understand, like, your character's not supposed to be pregnant on the show. Jillian Anderson. They put her in a coma. They filmed her from the neck up. Like... Is that... She's in X-Files, right? Yeah, yeah. She was Scully. When when she got pregnant, they put her in a coma for the whole season. Oh. Which is like... What season is that? Eh... But she was still on the show. Yeah. And when um, Melissa Fumero from Brooklyn Nine-Nine got pregnant. I didn't know she was pregnant. Exactly. They filmed her from, like, the front where you can't really tell. And they filmed her from the chest up. And they did one episode where she's supposed to be fake pregnant, but she was actually really pregnant. What? When was she pregnant? Um, in season... We're on... They're on season four right now, right? Yes, I have no are. idea. Um, during season three. My goodness. Well, who knew? Yeah. So there are ways that you can get around this in a film making capacity. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And, and that sucks, yeah, dude. I and am so that's sad. That's part of that. Like, honestly, my my Joss Whedon class last semester kind of like warmed my heart to Joss Whedon, but that will always like make me like question him as a feminist. And as, like, an ally. Yeah. Because, like, Charisma Carpenter, like, like she was, if you watch the Comic-Con video, she was very upset. Yeah. That, that she, she, like, she didn't see, like, she apparently, she didn't see her, her, like, firing coming. And then she got really excited when she was asked back. And then her character dies. And it, like, that really, sucks. it really hurt her. And, like, I'm just, like. Ugh. That's just. I mean, just on so many levels, it's wrong. Like, it's from a writing so standpoint, it's wrong. It's it's misuse of character. You just shouldn't write like that. It's bad writing. And then, like, also just, like, when you're working with somebody, like, that's somebody's job, you know? Yeah. Like, Charisma Carpenter, that's her, that's her nine to five. And, like, so to just, like, I don't know. Whatever. I don't have to explain to you guys why it's terrible. You know. Everybody yeah. knows. So, I... Whatever. I love... Charisma Carpenter, and I love, Me too. I love Cordelia, and I wish that she had, I wish that while she was on Buffy, she does get some more character development this season, um, yeah, that's why she's kind of dropped pretty low in my rankings, because I'm just like, okay, I get you, yeah, right, right, there's you. nothing more, yeah, like, you're just, at this point, it's, honestly, at this point, she's kind of turned into the Xander of season one, yeah, totally, where she totally. has, like, Except for, like, in her own way. 
Like, yeah, she's very one dimensional and not Mm -hmm. layered. And there's not a lot to her character at all. Preach. So justice for Cordelia. Um, all right. So rate the episode. Oh, did, well, did you think it was feminist? I did. Uh, yeah, totally. For it's the most it's part. women helping women. Um, there's a part that I got really annoyed with where Buffy, um, oh, by the way, in the locker room, did you notice there was a poster that said most women aren't attracted to dead men? What? I think it was supposed I didn't to notice do that. with, um, drunk driving oh. or smoking or something. And but I Buffy have is to believe it was on men. purpose. I have yeah, to believe. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. It was right behind her head, too. Um. Yeah, Totally. Uh, but there's a scene in the locker room where, um, Willow and Buffy kind of confront, um, Debbie and, like, to get information about where Pete is or whatever, and she goes, like, you know a good, you know a good, because Buffy's, or, uh, Debbie's trying to cover up her black eye, and Buffy goes, you know what a good solution for that is? Don't get hit. Yeah. And I was like, yikes! Buffy, that's not what you say. Yeah, that was kind of a bummer. It was, I thought that was really aggressive, too. I, I remember being like, Yeah, she, like, said, it, she um, said it very aggressively. Yeah, like, did you just blame her for getting punched in the face? I know. And I, and you know, because, it, and like, it really sucked. Like, oh, God, we need Olivia Benson in here. Um, it, like, really sucked because, like, um, on one hand, like, Buffy's defense is that people are dying. And the sooner you tell us where Pete is, the less people will die. Right. But at the same time, it's like, um, this girl is going through a trauma, and she's Mm -hmm. being abused, and she's brainwashed. Yeah. You could be, like, a little kinder. Yeah, that's the thing, is, like, I'm not, like, she didn't need to be, like... Oh, you poor thing. Like, she didn't need to take that moment in particular. Because she's right. People are dying. But she could be, like, you know, just nicer. That's it. Yeah, she could just be like, hey, like, it's absolutely not okay that he's doing this to you. And, like, I, if you don't understand that, like, I'm sorry, but he's hurting people. Yeah. And, like, you really need to tell us where he is. Like, that kind of Perfect. She just kind of, like, she just kind of took, like, a very, um, aggro approach to it yeah like she and willow were playing like good cop bad cop like willow had her arm around her and stuff like that but yeah that moment was kind of weird i thought willow handled it well though that she was being like like if you don't tell us now we might not be able to help you in time and like things like that like she was i don't know willow was cool about it buffy was buffy was intense yeah buffy's been intense this whole time yeah which, like, I get why. She's super stressed out, but she needs to do something about it instead of just, like, wallowing in it. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I did overall find the episode feminist. I agree. Because it was women helping women, men helping women. Yes. Um, and it, yeah. It had a very clear message. Like, a yeah. very clear anti-toxic masculinity, anti-aggressive, like, anti-domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. It had a very clear message. So that's... Nice. Anti-patriarchy. Yes. <coughs> All right. Um, I give it a seven. Uh, in general, or for feminism? Um, for feminism, I said I. I was thinking eight for feminism and seven overall. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah. 
Totally agree. It's a pretty good episode. Um, yeah, it was pretty dark. Yeah, yeah. Not a whole lot of fun to it. Um, it was just nice. I think I think part of the reason I like this better than the other two episodes is, is exactly what we said. It's really nice to see them all working together. It's nice to mm-hmm. see them all not fighting each other. Yeah. Um, it's like... It's nice to hear them not talking about Angel. Right. <laughs> yeah. For the um, first time in, like, two seasons. So, um, yes, good, good content. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Pretty um, good. Well, guys. One thumb up. Yeah, one, one and a half. Um, yeah. I'm trying to see if there's any more um, notes. Oh, I prefer to think that Oz paints his nail partly because he's punk, but partly because he thinks gender is a social contract. Uh, Absolutely. He totally does. He's with it. I, he's so with it. He really is. Um, yeah. I love dudes with painted nails. Mm-hmm. Spike. Especially black painted nails. Yeah, Spike. Spike. Oh, you guys, you guys. I, first of all, I'm eight episodes into Westworld, and I think it is just fine. Yeah, I know what you mean. I saw your tweet about it yeah. yesterday, and I was like, hmm, we're going to have to talk about this in a little bit. Um, I have to, yeah, I'm watching, Patrick wants me to I watch think... it with him, so I'm, I can't, I'm not watching it during the day, but, um, yeah. I think Westworld kind of gets in over its own head. You think so? Yeah, I think it, I think it, like, bit off more than it could chew with, like, there's too many twists. I, I, um, the big twist, I, I mean, like, I'm sure there are more, but, um, the first big twist I just got past, and I was like, okay. With who? Uh, Bernard. Yeah. I I had the exact same reaction. Yeah. I was like, I'm not surprised by this. And, um, because, like, well, everyone was making jokes about, like, oh, who's an android, who's not? And so I was like, okay, so people I don't know are androids are going to be androids. Yeah, totally, so absolutely. So I was like, oh, it's him. Sorry, guys, spoilers. Yeah. That's a huge spoiler for Westworld. I will say something at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just, just here, record record a spoiler alert right now. Okay, um, that was, um, that was like, <laughs> fine, fine, that's fine. Yes. Yeah, um Patrick like really likes it, so I'm like waiting for it to get better, but I'm just like so far I'm just like I don't know why it's not like gripping me like it has apparently everyone else. I'm not sure. I think, I think it's really beautiful. It's so that's the beautiful. Thing. It's the production value and it's um the acting's incredible. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. Absolutely. I think James yeah, Marston so those are the- is James Marsden and Evan Rachel Wood and whoever plays Maeve, she's really good. Her name is, I was just looking it up, it's Tilly something. Has she been in anything? I don't think so. Good for her. I know, I'm happy for her. That's, um, a, that's a really good all right. role. Okay, guys. Well. Not with a bang, but with a whimper. Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, follow us on Twitter, Buffy underscore speak. Our mm-hmm. personal Twitters are in the bio of the Buffy speak Twitter. Yes. Uh, we will post more regularly from now on. We've Please. been on break. Yeah, we've been, um, it's been very, st- I was, I was home for like a month. So I was yeah. like busy all the time. Caroline's been had, doing a bunch of stuff. We had a lot of social obligations mm-hmm. and therefore did not have as much time to, uh, wallow in the internet as we normally do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 
Um, uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll hear from you soon. All right, bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>